Photographer's Revolution podcast, and I am your host, Dana Pugh. There you are! I like to see your face. <laughs> even, though, even though the audience can't see your face, I like to see your face. Here I am! You are. <laughs> Hi. So for everyone who doesn't know, today I'm talking to Jen Downer. And Jen is the brilliant photographer behind She Saw Things. She Saw Things.com. And Jen Downer on Instagram. Are you just Jen Downer? I have. <laughs> so I have two I have two accounts. I have a business account that is She Saw Things, and then I have Jenny Downer. I just switched oh, it up a little bit. Yeah. But more I have a much larger following on my personal account. So I'm yeah. trying to shift things over to my business account. Yeah, it's funny because I have, well, I had a personal account too to begin with ages ago. And so that's the one that has the largest following. And then I was, I have sort of toyed with the idea of like, do you separate it out? Like, what do you do with it? I never really know. I don't really know. <laughs> what do you do with Instagram? I don't know. I know like lots of people have lots of success with it, but it's not like super successful for me. Yeah, I just, um, I separated them because my personal is like really just a visual journal. I don't really think about what I'm posting at all. Um, and then I wanted to have a business account so I could be a little more strategic, but I haven't used it much yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> I know I have this, I have a studio account and I, every now and then I get like sort of, okay, now I'm going to do some stuff with it. I'm going to try to be strategic. And then I'm like, meh, this is kind of boring. <laughs> I like you know me I like real I like real life and so right. it's like I far prefer like I far prefer my, my normal Instagram account even if I share like client work there and personal work there I'm like fine with it and it's the same like when I'm following other people I like to follow real people yeah, yeah. me too yeah totally but I also don't want to have to put too much thought into posting crap photos if I Want to? (laughs) I know. I've just stopped posting crap photos, and I just post that crap in um, Instagram stories. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Zoe tells me that's the way to go, but I haven't really mastered that whole realm yet. Right. So let's – so who's Zoe? Why don't we – okay, so here's the thing. I'm like, maybe people don't know you and don't know, like, your journey and all of that. So why don't we start with you tell me – When did you start shooting? Well, I started shooting really, really young. I I had a nice camera from the time I was in high school and was on yearbook and all of that. So I was, I kind of found my groove in photography when I was on the yearbook staff in high school. And then I kind of floundered all through my 20s. And I, I still loved photography. I worked for an art museum. I was really drawn to the art photography world. And I went to school sort of late, um, and I ended up getting a university degree in photography. Oh, you did. You're like a rare, you're like the rare person (laughs) out there who's actually been to university for photography. (laughs) It's like, it's like finding a needle in a haystack. Yeah. Yeah. This was during the nineties. And when I was going to school, I was like, oh yeah, well, I don't want to be a commercial photographer and I don't want to be a wedding photographer. And don't want to be a studio photographer, so I'm probably not going to do anything with this. Right. As you were in school. <laughs> and then, like many, many, many photographers, I had kids. Yeah. 
And um, I pulled out my camera again and was shooting film when my kids were babies. Um, and then I figured, oh, well, I should probably get a DSLR. Right. So what was I your did. first DSLR? What's that? Do you remember what was your first DSLR? Oh, it was like a, I think it was a Rebel. Oh, my goodness. I never <laughs> even had a Rebel because I went, so like when we, I, my first was a Canon 30D. Mm-hmm. And I still have it because I was like, what's the point of selling it? Like, what am I going to get for it? You know? And uh, when I went to look at DSLRs, I found the Rebel clunky. Like, because you had to like, at the time, look at the back of the screen and sort of like scroll through everything to change your settings. So Uh, shooting in manual was like, it was complicated on on the Rebel. And I had hopes of learning to shoot in manual. So I... I was like, I don't want to do this because I actually don't think I'll follow through. You know what I mean? Like with the whole <laughs> shooting manual thing. So we better get it so that I can just move dials. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so the Canon 30D it was. Yeah, I moved up from a the Rebel to a 20D really quickly, I think, and then to a 5D, right. like the original 5D, right? Like, you know, within the span of a year and a half or so. Yeah, that so. original 5D, that was like... I, I, I just, I feel like it was that one moment when that came out and everybody was like trying it when you would like try it. It was like the, the angels would sing. <laughs> like, I don't think people even like can appreciate it now because the cameras now are so amazing. All right. But like the original 5D was like the shit. <laughs> it was like, I can shoot in 1600 ISO. It's so exciting. I'm waiting for mine to become a collector's item so I can sell it. <laughs> you know what? I bet you there are people. Because it was beautiful. It was a beautiful camera. It was a good camera. Yeah. 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 So anyways, I went to school for, and got a degree in photography and thought, oh, I'm totally not going to do that. <laughs> and then I had kids and then I bought the digital camera. And then um, we moved from San Jose, California to Portland because my husband was telecommuting at the time. And we were like, oh, well, we could live anywhere. Yeah. Um, and so we moved up here and bought a house and, um, shortly after that, my husband was laid off of his job (laughs) and my daughter started preschool up here and I was taking pictures all the while and people started asking me if I would photograph their families. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of where my business was born. Yeah. Out of necessity and also just coincidence and life circumstances. And I didn't know a thing about business. Yeah. So few of us do. Right. (laughs) (laughs) We learn as we go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Out of necessity. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. So how many years ago was that? Because Zoe's like. It was the end of 2006. Yeah. Crazy. So we started about the same time because I started in mid like 2007, mm-hmm. like taking clients. I was super hesitant to take clients though. Like it took me a long time to be convinced. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <But laughs> it's scary. It is scary. And I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. You know, like I'm like, I'm just photographing my own kids here. So, so you started in the time when like blogs were really big. Mm-hmm. So you were just sharing photographs of your own kids. Um, yeah. Yeah. I was on Flickr for a long time, oh, I right. think, before I started my business. 
And I was just sharing what I was shooting and, um, yeah. Did you feel back then that you were like freer to try things? I don't remember feeling that way. (laughs) (laughs) I think I feel freer to try things now more than I ever have before. Yeah. Yeah. Like what sorts of things do you feel freer to try? Oh, I just, um, I don't know. When I was starting out, I really didn't, like I was trying, I think I tried really hard to fit into the mold, you know, like right. so many, I think that that's really typical. Right. right. Um, and then just over the years, as I have matured as a person, I don't, I mean, I barely even look at anyone else's work really, right. except for people like Facebook friends whose work crosses my feed and Instagram. And I just do what feels true to me. Right. And I've, that's been like maybe the past six years, six or seven, eight yeah. years, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Not keeping track. <laughs> I know. I think it takes a while to get to that place. And then for me, like over the course of my career, I've had like times when it's funny. Cause I think like the first couple of years you're really insecure and then you hit sort of like year three, four and you start making like decent money. And if you're priced right, <laughs> you know, you start making decent money and you're like, wow, I'm awesome. You know, like you're hitting like a stride and you have like the peak confidence in your, <laughs> at least for me, peak confidence was about year four. And then, um, and then you go through these like valleys and, and like hills and valleys where sometimes I feel okay, confident and other times I don't. And I'm always like, and even when I feel confident, I'm still questioning everything, but at the same time trying to be just let it all go and be myself and shoot for myself. And, and I know everybody talks about that in the industry, like shoot for yourself. It's what you need to do. Like we hear that all the time, but then when you go on Instagram and everybody's work looks the same, you're like, nobody is, but they all think they are. And it's like, (laughs) am I shooting for myself? If I'm not like, you know, like, and part of me goes, man, I love this stuff that everybody's shooting. And my stuff is so different. And so then you get sort of like sidetracked. There's like this sidetrack thing where you're like, well, maybe I should be trying that. But, you know, I don't. (laughs) I think that that just waxes and wanes and that's just humanity. And, um, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) I know. I feel like you stay pretty steady and true. You have more than lots of photographers. Like you grow but you stay pretty steady and true. Yeah. You know, my focus has always been on the humanity of the people that I'm photographing. And that's, that's really what I'm interested in. Um, I don't really give a whole lot of thought or credence to anything else. Right. You know, like it's really about the people and their spirits. And if I, you know what, I feel like that's kind of lacking in a lot of people's work today. Like I think people think that they are, but then they're sort of dictating the way that their home looks and their clothes need to look and all of that. And I don't, do you do that? Do you like say, Hey, this is what I think you should wear. No, no, there's none of that. You just like show up. Yeah. I mean, when people, when people ask me, I'll say, you know, I don't love with, I don't love when people wear a lot of white or tiny stripes. Yeah. And other than that, I just want you to, 
wear what you feel cute and comfortable in. (laughs) And that's really where, you know, and I, I tell them, you know, try and make sure that people don't clash so that you're going to be bummed in the long run, but it's really up to you. Yeah. Like you wear what you feel good in. Yeah. It's so funny. That's so contrary to what so many people are told to do, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. When you go to industry things and they're all like, Hey, you need to like explain to people what to wear. And then, and then, and on Instagram, I think Instagram's kind of done this thing where like, there's this pressure to make your feed look kind of cohesive in a way. And, uh, so for a lot of people, that means people dressing kind of the same way. You know what I mean? And then I think it appeals to certain clients. So they have like a very specific clientele. But, like, yeah. I've just been happy with the fact that there is no cohesiveness in my feed. And I'm just Same. I'm embracing <laughs> the lack of perfection and just sort of being like, this is me. Get used to it. Yeah. Yeah, I feel the same way. Like, I do not care at all what the environments are like or what people are wearing or there is no cohesiveness to my work other than the fact that it's very me. And it's humanity. That's and it's humanity. Cool. I, yep. I think that it, that sums up your work so well. When you said that, I'm like, I've never heard anybody describe it that way. Like use the term humanity, like you, that you're drawn to the humanity. And I think that is so true in your work. And I think it's partially because of who you are and like Thanks. your whole life. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so tell me a little bit about documenting your own family and um, who your fam- who, who lives in your family, who's in your family. Yeah, so I have two kids, yep. and they are 13 and 15 now, and they were, I guess, one and three when I really started to pick up my camera again um, and start my business, too. Uh, Sam is my 13-year-old, and he is autistic um, pretty severely to where that he has a really hard time fitting in the world. Yeah. He's like a extreme empath and has is really just sensitive and creative and very very unique um and kind of defies gender and age and all the things so that's him and then I have Zoe who's 15 and lovely and a really strong individualist (laughs) (laughs) 15 15 man it's a fun age. I, and I love teens. I've said this over and over again. I think teenagers are awesome. And you see like all the good stuff that you did for them when they were little, but you see all the places where you're like, man, yeah, I should have focused on that more. <laughs> I should have like reined that in, but oh, well, it's part of who they are now. <laughs> totally. But yeah. It's, so it's she's, a, fun. she's a little artist about to head off to an arts um, focused high school and Sweet. I have my partner, my husband's name is Rob and he's amazing. And, um, we have kind of, we've kind of tailor made our life so that we have been able to, um, be with our kids, Sam in particular, who we pulled out of school when he was, let's see, I think this is our fourth, third or fourth year of him being at home with us. Um, and so, and Rob has Meniere's disease, which is, um, it's a disease of the inner ear that can be incredibly debilitating, um, and makes him 
very, he has vertigo really bad. He gets really dizzy and um, migraines and things like that. And it's very unpredictable. And so um, after he got laid off from his job, I'll backtrack a little bit. He couldn't really work a full time job anymore. And so took some side jobs until his Meniere's disease got so bad that he couldn't really do that anymore. So, um, yeah, as my business was growing, I was becoming the sole breadwinner. Yeah. Yeah. And dealing with like all the stuff, all the stuff. Yeah. (laughs) All the stuff. That's a lot of stuff. So, um, (laughs) it is a lot of stuff. Yeah. So I love, and I actually, probably some of my favorite work of yours is your work that you do documenting Sam. And I, and I love when uh, parents who have high-needs kids uh, document their kids because it allows us to sort of see kids like that through, like, I don't want to say rose-colored glasses because that's not totally true because you show the good and the bad, but sort of like the love glasses that parents wear, you know? So even, like, when it's crap, <laughs> there's kind of, like, good the good and the bad and you see it all and I and it makes me I don't know just understand that a little bit more I think that's like one of the most important jobs that uh, parents like you can do you know to send out to the world this like message about how special these kids are yeah I think Rob and I both kind of so Facebook was sort of being born at the same time that we were like realizing that Sam was had some pretty intense special needs and, um, and realizing that he had this illness and realizing that we were going to structure our life very differently than the norm. Right. Um, you know, he's the domestic goddess of the, of our family and I'm the person who brings in the money. And we just decided early on in social media that we were going to be very transparent and we never have held back like sharing the struggles and, the pain and the fear and also the weird, funny, hilarious stuff that happens. And it's just always been very open. Um, and the same thing with my photography. Like I have always wanted to just, I wanted to show both of my kids quirks, Sam, and you know, in particular, because I want to make his humanity really visible you know, and kind of normalize things that can look really weird, you know, like he's weird. He is weird. He he embraces being weird and we embrace his weirdness. And, um, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for saying that. But yeah. Yeah. I think he's wonderfully weird. Like sometimes, like you watch him do these like weird things and I'm like, Oh, what an artist, like deep within him is this like art art genius really and I'm so I'm, I think it's going to be really I'm curious to watch sort of where the world takes him yeah you know but then as a parent and as a business owner that it must be so hard <laughs> like I'm not going to lie I, I look at you and I'm always like I'm super proud of you for being a photographer for however many years now I don't want to do the math 12 years <laughs> you know ish and uh, that's a lot of years, you know, and, and I, I've seen so many photographers come and go and, and um, I know like it must, it mustn't have been easy to get 
to this point? Well, total, nothing has been easy. Yeah. <laughs> but also, I wouldn't change it for the world. Yeah. You know, like we, it's very intentional how we've structured things, right. you know, and it's, it's, it's created a lot of financial instability over the years. Right. But we've done it. Yeah. You know, we've, I've done it. Yeah. For, I don't know. I don't even know how I've done it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know, it's man. It's like determination and passion yeah. and um, just commitment to doing this thing that I really love for myself and that I love to do for other people and that I love to do to support my family. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's kind of daunting because there's a million things that I feel like I should have done and should be doing, um, so that the financial bit is a little less unstable, but also like, it doesn't really do me any good to beat myself up for the shoulds, you know, I've made it this far and it's kind of. I'm, I'm pretty proud of myself. <laughs> yeah, I think you should be. It's so hard, you know, when I talk to people who are, like, going for, like, four years and they're like, I think I should quit, you know? And and a lot of people, when you talk to them about their pricing, which I do a lot, and they're like, well, what you're saying, if I price the way you say, it's totally, that nobody will hire me, you know? And they sort of have that whole, like, oh, my God, moment in their business where they're like, wait a minute photography is a luxury and I need to charge a whole lot more in order to be able to provide it. And that sort of panic that happens. And, and, um, so I see a lot of people do that and I see a lot of people quit just say, yeah, that's not even anywhere near the, I don't want to put in that, that effort. Cause it is a tremendous amount of effort to keep it going over the years. I think anyway, some years are easier than others, but some years are bad. <laughs> Downright, yeah, downright hard. Sure. And if if you're the breadwinner, like the only breadwinner, and you have a bad year, it's like that's got to be so hard. So, um, do you, so? Do you want to talk about the instability a bit? Like, uh, I you know, like I think a lot of photographers assume that they're going to have steady work, that it's going to be steady, steady, steady. Like their goal is to build a business where you're working the same amount each like you're not working you're shooting the same number of sessions every week they're forgetting about all the other work you know the like behind the scenes work that if you had a lot of money you would hire somebody to do but because you're a one-woman show you know and because photography has become so competitive there is no money to do that um so uh do you want to talk a little bit about how that like instability has looked for you over the years does that make sense you mean just from a business standpoint? Yeah, from a business standpoint. Yeah, well, every year it surprises me. <laughs> it doesn't surprise me how seasonal it is. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it's been the same thing over and over, year after year. I make, you know, business starts to pick up. And I live in the Pacific Northwest in Portland, Oregon, and it's dark and rainy and very unpredictable weather from mid-November, late November until June. Right. 
And so that's a really long, wet season. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of people don't want to be photographed in the wet weather. And if they do, it can mean a lot of reschedules, which can be really frustrating. And so it's just a really long, slow season. Right. And every year, I'm shocked by it. Yeah. You know, like I really stockpile all of my earnings in the fall, as we most do. And um, that's enough to take us through March every single year. (laughs) And then April, man, it's a painful, scary, super stressful, high anxiety month every year. Every year. Uh, Yeah, I'm with you. (laughs) And And every year I think, okay, I have to work more in the winter. So what can I do, you know? And you try desperately to find work for the winter. It's a struggle. You try to promote. For me, I try to promote snow sessions, you know. Um, But then you have a winter like this winter where it was literally every weekend minus 20 degrees Celsius. And so, like, people were like, no way do I want to go outside. I'm like, shocker, you know. Uh, Again, so many reschedules, so much flu that goes around in January, February, March. Yeah. So like everything. So, so, and there's, I've tried, like, I, I don't do the pose newborn stuff and, uh, you know, so trying to sort of get more newborn, more maternity, all that sort of like in-home stuff. And you're just, it's painful every, every winter. It's super hard. It's so hard. Yeah. Yeah. I've had the same intentions, you know, like trying to, focus a little bit more on the newborn world so that I can fill those times in winter and just, I don't know. (laughs) I know. Like I got a studio to try to help it because for, for me, it usually snows just after Canadian Thanksgiving. So like all the leaves are off the trees in mid October and then, you know, it's still not green and it's the middle, it's the beginning of May right now. It will be green in about two weeks time. So like going like most of November, December, January, February, March, April with absolutely no outdoor sessions or like five or 10 or something, you know, if I'm lucky 10. And, and uh, that's why I got a studio in the hopes that the studio would bring more work in. And it has, but still there's that sort of like consumer mentality around booking portraits in the fall that is super hard to break, you know. Yep. Yeah. I know. I've been, yeah, this falls into the should realm. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I've been really wanting to encourage people to book earlier, you know, and really book up summer because summer is our really only predictable weather time and summer evenings are so beautiful. Yeah. And summer's (laughs) hard to book too because everybody's taking holidays, everybody's super busy, and so people just wait. Yeah. Yeah. And then September, it's insane. October is insane. And you're like, people, (laughs) can't we spread this out a bit? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that winter instability is really, really hard, especially when we only have one income. Yeah. You know, like if if we had another income and could just scrape by, it would be really, really different. But that's just not the case. Yeah. And so... um, yeah, I still, I'm still trying to figure out what I can do to really make it work. Yeah. This year I had a hysterectomy in late December, and so I kind of 
was forced to not work in winter. I could have worked a bit more in February, but I gave myself a good chunk of time where I was really just resigned to resting for quite a while. And um, so that was different this year that I wasn't like trying to hustle in January, February, and that felt good. So if I could get my, (laughs) if I could get myself to the point in my business where I literally just take January and February off with no expectation of booking, that would, I think, shift my mentality a little bit. Yeah. I could see that. And it's funny because the, bringing up your hysterectomy, it's like, I I feel like so many self-employed people never really consider these sort of bumps in the road that, that inevitably happen in your life, you know, um, where you won't be able to work for whatever reason. And there's very, like you were able to time yours so that it came in your slow season, which Uh is the beautiful thing about being a photographer. You kind of know when your slow season is, but like sometimes things happen that you can't plan for. You know, like my dad died in the middle of June. I'm like, could there be worse timing? Like, <laughs> like I, I know that sounds awful, but, you know, at the time I had like, I had to reschedule engagement sessions. I had to shoot a wedding like three weeks after he died, you know, like, and you just can't, you can't help it. Like you have to go do it because this is what you signed up for, you know, and we don't okay. have... Yeah. Although I'm lucky because my husband's the primary breadwinner. So aside from like the things that couldn't be rescheduled, I did reschedule a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, can I reschedule you? And people were very understanding. But if I was my primary, the primary breadwinner, I wouldn't have that flexibility. Yeah. My dad's, my dad committed suicide in the end of October. Yeah. Great. And that was like right in the middle of my busy season. Yeah. And that was really hard. Like yeah. I needed to, I needed to work. Yeah. So I didn't take any time off. Yeah. That was, that was hard. Yeah. I know. And I feel like I always say this in my mentoring. I'm like, we never leave room for grace in our schedule, you know, because sometimes yeah. you're going to need grace in your life. Like, you know, and with a business or when you work for a big company, a lot of times they'll give you like, for, if something like that happened, they would give you time off, you know, or you could take some sort of medical leave or whatever, you know. And in when you work for yourself, there's just no space for grace. <laughs> Which is so the antithesis of what you think when you are an entrepreneur, right? Like right. you go into it thinking, well, I'm going to be my own boss. I can do whatever I want. Like I can set my own hours. I can... Yeah do all the things which is true and also not true at all because you're always working and your business always needs you (laughs) yeah and there's always like like I always have multiple to-do lists so I'll have like the must finish this week list you know which is the priority stuff that I do Monday through Friday and then I have the this is the ongoing list of things that need to happen that if I have free time, I should take care of. And I like back in the day when I was first starting, like in peak confidence years, (laughs) like back in year four, I was like, like every single second of my day, I was cramming in all these things. I'm going to have like the perfect welcome package, the perfect, you know, this, I'm going to blog all my sessions. I'm going to put everything on social media. And now I'm like, Meh, to all that stuff. Cause I'm like, right. you know, you sort of learn over the years that that kind of stuff doesn't like, there's a lot of stuff that you think you need to do that doesn't really help you get work. 
And so you're like, Meh, do I have to do it or I could just spend some time being with my family? So then the, the list of like, wouldn't it be nice things to do is like probably a hundred and some <laughs> things right. on there. And I'm like, oh, I look at it every week on Monday when I'm like looking at my week. And I'm like, oh, I'm not going to do any of these things. <laughs> I'm going to move on and just do the work I need to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's that hard. definitely resonates. <laughs> yeah. You know, because there's just only so much time. But then because you have that list, it's always in your brain, right? Like you're like, oh my God, I can't turn it off because I should be doing this. I should be making the perfect what to wear guide right now, you know, right. and I just don't have time for that. I'm just going to go have a bath. <laughs> and so it's hard to stay motivated for those things that don't really matter. You know, I think you're motivated early on. But then after 10 years, there's no motivation for the things that don't really add up. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely true. Like I, I found myself wanting to create a perfect website for me for so many years. And I kept like rebranding and redoing everything and trying this designer and trying that designer and spending um, all the money, all the money, right? <laughs> all the money. Yes. Um, and then it was, it was the last couple of years that I was like, God, you know what I'm, I'm, whatever I'm doing is actually working and I don't have to reinvent the wheel yeah. all the time. Like I just need to keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> that being said, I'll have a new website this year. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's funny cause I'm working on a new website right now. Like literally this morning before I talked to you, I was talking to my designer. <laughs> But I haven't had a, like, I I have, like, a piece-together website that I did myself right now. And then, um, but I haven't had, like, a designer look at my stuff for, like, five or six, probably five years. Four or five years. And, uh, yeah, it's time, I think, to revisit and grow. Uh, and for me, I started out with kind of a, a young a young look to everything and now I'm just too old to have that young look and so th I feel like things are growing yeah. up as I'm growing and maturing and I needed it to mature to like adulthood I feel like this yeah. is the this is the website that is maturing to adulthood yeah, <laughs> yeah totally I yeah. just want you know I want my message to my potential clients to evolve as I evolve and grow as a person yeah and like yeah so I'm really lucky that my designer happens to be one of my dearest friends and I adore her. We're totally on the same wavelength and I photograph her family. So she really gets what I do and how I do it and who I am. So that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. And I love your site actually as it is right now. Thanks. Yeah. It's a great site. Yeah. I just, um, yeah, it's just time for a little refresh. Yeah. 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 I know it's so there's always time for something it's always time for something <laughs> I know and I when I look now at like people who are documenting their kids because you know when back in the day since we're so old so long ago when our kids were toddlers you know um there wasn't a lot of information out there on how to document your own kids so we were all just sort of flying by the seat of our pants you know like photographing seriously photographing only the things that like appealed to us 
And, right. and you could really always tell the difference. Like I, when I saw an image by you, I'd be like, well, that's a Jen image or that's a Tara Whitney image or Leah Zawatsky or whoever, right? You'd see it and you knew whose image it was. And, uh, and I'm grateful for that. But at the same time, I'm so jealous of people nowadays who have all this information and who can photograph their kids in such a beautiful way. There's so many, there's so much information out there that just uh -huh. didn't exist. But uh -huh. at the same, at the, so I have this like dichotomy where I'm like jealous of them, but at the same time, still super grateful that I didn't have this sort of like information overload to try to um, sort through because it, in the end, I feel like my work uh, it happened at the right time for me to just like embrace, well, this is my work and I can't change it, you know, and it's not the cool, it's probably not the cool kid work anymore and that's okay, you know, it's just my work. Right. Yeah. And I, it's funny because the other thing that they all seem to have so much time to edit their own work because they share a lot of their own personal work. And so I'm mostly I'm just jealous that it seems like they're getting their editing done. And I was like, looking for photographs of specific things because I'm trying to make books of my family right now and like going through old hard drives and seeing that, you know, I took like 1500 photographs on this one weekend where we did this thing and I edited five and I'm like, <laughs> how do these people edit all their family work? You know, when does, I can't believe it. Anyways. <laughs> and they stay up all night. That must be it. Maybe, and I used to stay up more, but I can't. Me I'm neither. I'm bed at like 10.30, Jen. Yeah, same. Um, yeah, it's really interesting too because as, and we have talked about this before, but as my kids have gotten older, yeah, you know, I just don't photograph them that much. Yeah. Only on special occasions. It's, my kids don't want to be photographed on a day-to-day -day basis by no. any stretch of the imagination yeah. and and so there's that and then it's you know it's just I'm having to shift my personal work to other things and yeah. I, don't, I haven't quite figured that out yet yeah you know like I want to be I want to try some new things yeah I know I feel like this is uh the place where all of us are in like all all of us old crew from like 10 years ago 10 to 15 years ago uh we're all in this sort of place right now where we're trying to figure out what the personal work is going to be it's right. so hard it's hard yeah yeah because you know this passion grew out of this adoration for our kids yeah you knowing how cute and little and amazing and wondrous they were and now they're like get away from me with that camera yeah. Um, and then and also, are you like aware of like Zoe's 15 and yeah. so her online presence soon is going to be really looked at as far as, you know, university applications and like, or post-secondary and, uh, job, any potential jobs and stuff like that. And so I, I'm like incredibly aware of the fact that anything that they have online is going to be looked at soon in a very different way. Mm -hmm. And grateful that I've been the one curating it. <laughs> <laughs> because, I mean, I love them. <laughs> yeah. You know, I made them look pretty good, I think. But at the same yeah. time, you know, I was in charge of their story. And now right. it's them. I want them to be in charge of their story. 
Yeah. I feel really grateful that my daughter has extremely good judgment. Yes. I think your kids do too. Yeah. I know. So that's, that's a real blessing. Yeah. But also like, I don't really feel like I have had control over curating my kids. I mean, Sam, yes, but Zoe, Zoe took the reins on what she wanted to have me posting and not posting a long time ago. How old was she when she did that? Do you think? Three. <laughs> <laughs> really, really young. Yeah. Um, that is young. Because she was, you know, she was my guinea pig. Right. In the beginning. And I, you know, I did things that we all do. Like I bribed her. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I talked her into doing things that she wouldn't, didn't necessarily want to do. And I'm not proud of it because, you know, I, I really wish that I hadn't done that, but she was my little muse and I wanted to take pictures of her. And so I did whatever I did, whatever I need to do or felt like I needed to do in the moment to get her, let me take her picture. And, but she got real tired of that really, really early on. And, um, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Do you think that, well, because she, I think you're kind of lucky probably that she got tired of it early on and that you were smart enough to listen to her. Um, cause I'm wondering and I, I look at all these moms who are mostly moms documenting their kids like full time. Um, and I wonder like what will be the effect on these kids and their relationship with their kids. And uh, do you think that it, do you think that it affected your relationship with them? Like in a positive or negative way? I think that it affected, affected my relationship with Zoe in a negative way. Yeah. How so? Um, you know, I, in a way when she was really small, I was kind of manipulating her. Right. You know, and Zoe, since the day she was born has been allergic to bullshit. <laughs> you need to make a t-shirt. <laughs> I'm allergic to bullshit. I would buy that. <laughs> And I totally get it. I'm allergic to bullshit too, but yeah, she's yeah. been like that since she was teeny tiny. And, um, the manipulation part of wanting to take her picture, that just didn't do any good. No. You know, I think that it affected her trust in me right. because, you know, I would try to document her too without her, you know, without asking her to do anything. I would, that was my ultimate desire was right. to document her unposed completely. And she hated it. Yeah. She hated it. And she could sense there was no getting it past her. Like she could sense any camera being pointed anywhere in her general direction. Yeah. And there was a, you know, there's a trust thing. Yeah. You know, she didn't trust me because she would say no. And I would still like try to yeah. get yeah. Push, push, an unpost photo of her. And that wasn't cool. You know, yeah. it wasn't cool with her. And you know, looking back on it, it's not cool with me either, but yeah, but it is what it is, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we all do things in parenthood, you know, that you're like, what? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I feel like because now though, like I stopped sort of bribing them, <laughs> manipulating them. Although like there are still times when I'm like, Hey, would you guys do this for me? And then they're like, no. And then I'm like, could we just do this? Do you think just for me, it would be really great? <laughs> like, and so I still do it where I'm like, I would really like this photo and I would be super happy if you would do this. 
And um, so I don't do it very often anymore. And I think because now it's not daily or like weekly even. It's just on vacation. That usually happens like when we're on vacation. Like, hey, we're in this super cool place. It'd be awesome if you would do this thing. And like sometimes they're in the mood for it and other times they're not. And it's so funny because like the idea of documenting my kids' daily life now, like do you know how boring it would be? They're like seriously always in the same position. (laughs) I know. I'm like, woo, that would just be so much fun taking another photo of you on your phone. Right. (laughs) You know, and, or like doing your homework at your computer or, and then when their friends are there, like it's funny because some, a lot of their friends think it's super cool that I'm a photographer. And so, you know, they'll be like playing video games or outside jumping on the trampoline or whatever. And my kids will be like, just ignore her. Just ignore her. If you ignore her, she'll go away. If you look at her, we'll be here all day. Just don't look at her. Like they're constantly telling their friends what to do. Like let's get, 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 let her get what she wants. So she leaves. Okay. (laughs) I'm like, so this is what our family, you know, and then I see everybody posting these like beautiful photos on Instagram. I'm like, Hmm. That has never been my experience of documenting my kids. Where it's been so like rosy. My kids are mostly like, what the heck? You know, a lot Same. of really. And then it's funny because, and I think I've, I think I said this when I was talking to Tara too, but like Jack is the worst because he'll never post. He does not like having his photo taken. And I don't blame him. You know, I don't really like having my photo taken. And he like after Thai, like during the our Thai trip, he like refused to to cooperate (laughs) and so and even so much as like he was always moving away from me or always like not near me on purpose sometimes I feel like it was very kind and then when we get home he's like oh hey can I can I get any photos of me from that trip and it's like are you kidding me like (laughs) (laughs) he's like I really like to share these on Instagram and it's like no, dude, if you want photos of you, you actually have to participate in the photos. Yeah, that sounds really familiar. Yeah. It's interesting because Zoe is actually is becoming quite a really talented photographer herself. Mm-hmm. And she's getting to the point where she's she wants me to take her picture in certain, but completely on her terms. Yeah. But then there's a conflict in that our styles are really different. Yeah. You know, like yeah. my eye is different and she's very artsy and young and hip and, um, you know, she has a certain vision. She'll want me to take that picture and I can never quite get what she wants because our vision is so different too. Right. So that's, that's really interesting too. Yeah. She gets frustrated with me because I'm not taking the picture that she wants. <laughs> <laughs> she's your worst client, Jen. <laughs> before too like clients will tell me my kids are really wild or really hard to photograph or really shy or whatever and I'm like look I have a kid who has not wanted me to take her picture or has been really challenging in taking her picture since she was tiny and then I have another kid who literally like physically cannot stay still yeah and feels awkward in his own body like I can handle pretty much any kid scenario Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. (laughs) My kids, I feel like, 
I have pretty easygoing kids for the most part. But Georgia is sort of the... she. Georgia likes to have her photo taken from time to time. Not all the time. But, like, occasionally she's still a little cooperative. And, but, yeah, she, like, will dictate. She dictates things. Like, even I'll be like, hey, like, could you do this thing for me? I need, like, a photo. And it, could you wear this outfit? And she'll be like, well, I'll do it. But I'm not wearing that outfit. It's awful. Like, what are you thinking? You know, like, I'm like, okay, so, like, what I've just decided is I am no good at styling photographs for teens and that we should just let them pick their clothes because, oh, yeah. yeah, you know, totally. like, yeah, that's her, that's G, but she's mostly, I don't know, she, and again, I'll be like, could we do your hair so it's not, you know, could we brush it? <laughs> could we just brush your hair? That's mostly like the priority. And she's like, why? Do you think people care? I'm like, yeah, I think they do. But <laughs> I don't know. What do I know? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, it's really interesting to just that whole shift from what, yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. having littles to photograph I know, at then, your disposal. And now that they're getting older, I am starting to be like, oh, man, I should document them again like more every day because mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, Jack will be gone in two and a half years, less than two and a half years. He'll be gone in just over two years. And I'm like sad about it. But at the same time, I don't know. I don't know. Like the idea of documenting my everyday life with them seems so painful. So uh -huh. then it's like, <laughs> you know, and I, I, I don't know. Again, that sort of awareness that I should, that they're not, their story isn't my story, it's their story. And they are a part of my story for sure. But I, but they're not the main part, you know. Yeah. I need to be the main part. And that's sort of been the transition for me. And It's like, okay, so if I'm the main part, what am I about, you know, now that I'm 46? Right. Yeah. And, like, my kids are about to leave, and they're figuring out who they are. It's like, I'm figuring out who I am, too. It's at the same time, which is kind of yeah. weird. I thought yeah. I knew. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who I am. I, I don't know. So what do you think, like, as far as where, like, where, even if this is just, like, random stream of thought, mm -hmm. um, what do you think, where do you think you're going with your personal work? What do you think? Well, I mean, my, my passion really is document, like documentary, yeah. um, of my own life, but it doesn't work with my kids. And right. so, um, I can really only take like, classic portraits of them when they'll yeah. let me, or if we're doing something special out and about, yeah. then that, sometimes I can get some documentary stuff done in there. Um, I am... I don't know. There's a, there's a number of things that I'm really, really interested in. Like I'm very interested in, um, the end of life world Oh yeah. and working with people who are dying and caregivers, of loved ones who are dying. I would really love to do some work in that. Um, that would be really cool. Yeah. I've, I've done a number of sessions now, um, with a terminally ill family member. Yeah. It's not, it's generally not documentary. Right. You know, it's more portrait work, but it's really special. Yeah. 
to be able to get, get into a family and be intimate enough with them to, you know, be hold space for them as they know, you know, as we're, we've created this special event where we're documenting their family together when it's, you know, in the last months or whatever of them being able to be together. And so I really love that work. I would love to like explore the whole gamut of that documentary, maybe volunteering with hospice. I would even just love to just sit with dying people. Yeah. Um, so that's a, that's something that really speaks to me. Right. Um, I'm also getting more and more interested and involved in the body positivity movement. Yeah. And I'd really like to photograph people who just want to put like the ultimate trust in me to take pictures of who they really are in, you know, maybe less clothes than you would normally have in a regular photo session. I think that's fabulous too. Have you, have I ever told you about my friend who runs big girl YYC? Yes. Yeah, I know. Like her. I think it's funny because now I think this is the second time I've mentioned her in a podcast too. (laughs) But I love, I love what she's doing. You know, that she was like scared to work out by herself because there's all this stigma around being, you know, bigger than normal or bigger than normal is not right. Bigger, just bigger than what people expect. And, uh, you know, getting a gang of people together to like go and be as healthy as you can and she's grown it into being like healthy mentally healthy you know dressing the way you want to dress like I'm just I think it's great yeah I think there's lots of cool stuff you could do there too yeah and it kind of it just speaks to the whole world of normalizing in our culture and making visible what people haven't really wanted to look at Right. Um, and so, you know, it, it's about the humanity of it, right? right like, right. Yeah, <laughs> it always goes that. back to the humanity of what it is, you know, yeah. showing people who are neurodiverse or has have some sort of challenge physically or mentally or your body is bigger or you don't fit into the gender body that you were assigned as a child or... You know, whatever, I just, I really have a lot of passion in making really beautiful images of people who don't fit the norm of what our society has fed us. And um, not, not only to show the world this other way of being, but also for the people you know, I want them, I want my work to be really empowering right. for the people that I'm photographing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. That's kind of where I'm at these days is just really thinking a lot about that and, you know, making little micro movements towards that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's hard when you work too. when photography is your work, it's hard to do your personal work as well but there's you've got to make room for it it's just you know so many other things I kind of feel like my client work is my personal work too yeah you know like I'm not I really um it's very important to me that 
each person that I photograph, no matter who it is, um, can, can feel like I am seeing them exactly for who they are. Right. You know what I mean? Totally. I and totally. so that is absolutely how I approach my, my professional sessions too. Like they're never the same. Every single situation is like an alchemy of like who I am and my life experience and my losses and my suffering and my joys and coming into their intimate space and, you know, getting a sense of who they are and their suffering and their joys and their struggles. And, you know, like that's like some kind of magic that happens. And, and that's really my mission in photographing them too, is that I want to normalize that for them. Like some people think that they're so alone in their struggles or that they're supposed to be, that they're supposed to fit some kind of like perfect norm or whatever. And I am all about, you know, embracing, embracing what is really real yeah, and seeing it not as a negative, but as a positive about who, who that makes you. Right. Do you know what I mean? Totally. And, and I'm sitting here thinking, like, you know, man, has family photography come a long ways. <laughs> <laughs> like, could you imagine even 20 years ago sitting down and having this conversation with a family photographer? They might have existed, but there wouldn't have been so many of them. Because I'm sure what you say, like, I totally relate to what you say. I, in fact, I would say for me... I feel like that's one of my strengths in my photography is that I can take a portrait of you and you're going to see yourself. Yes. Yeah. Uh Yeah. It's not like some, I don't know. I'm not trying to impose anything on it. I'm just trying to get you like, that's my job. And, uh, I think there's tons of family and wedding photographers, portrait photographers of all sorts who agree with that's their, that's their main goal in, in shooting. And I feel like, Man, photography has come a long way. How lucky are we to be in photography right now? It's true. Yeah. 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 Well, Jen, I'm going to let you go. Okay. Thank you so much. <laughs> this, this was great. 